0: Welcome to the Humanity Matters Podcast, where we discuss and reflect on faith and philosophy, nonprofit leadership, and social issues. We want to engage ideas on what it means to be a free human being in the pursuit of human flourishing. For more information, visit our website, philipfletcher.org. And now, the Humanity Matters Podcast. Happy New Year to everybody! Hey, if you want to connect with me, visit my website, PhilipFletcher.org. That is PhilipFletcher.org, and there's a lot of great content, blog, uh, ways you can see other things that I'm doing, especially with my nonprofit work here in Conway, Arkansas, as well. Uh, the YouTube channel we're uh, showing live today on YouTube, as well as Facebook. Go over there and subscribe. Just look up. Philip Fletcher, PhD, and you will see my handsome face and all that good stuff and a lot of great videos and things over there as well. As always, if you got a question, email humanitymatterspodcast at gmail.com, humanitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. Hey, able to do some new things this year, Uh, StreamYard, using that this year to be able to uh, show this show on different platforms. If you want to sponsor Humanity Matters, hit me up on PayPal, pfletcher 73 at gmail.com. That goes a long way. And as always, you can go catch the Humanity Matters podcast available on anchor.fm as well as iTunes and Google and all the great places you get your podcast information. So great uh Opportunity to connect with people. And now, our quote of the week comes from Dr. Walter E. Williams. And he says this Democracy and liberty are not the same. Democracy is little more than mob rule, while liberty refers to the sovereignty of the individual. That is from uh, the late Dr. Walter E. Williams. The late Dr. Walter E. Williams. Hey, upcoming shows, y'all. It's a great uh, opportunity to uh, connect with you by bringing some different voices uh, to uh, this show. So on Sunday, February 14th, 2021, Dr. Rachel Ferguson will be here and we'll be talking about free enterprise and uh, the black community. And then on Sunday, March 14th, 2021, Spike Cohen, who was... uh, the former vice presidential candidate for the Libertarian Party. Uh, He will be joining me as we talk about libertarianism and lessons learned from running for office. And then on Sunday, March 21st, 2021, Dr. Peg Falls Corbett, she will be here to talk about reforming our criminal justice system and really looking at it from the standpoint of restorative justice. So, hey, once again, if you've got a question or anything like that, please hit me up. Send us a email at HumanityMattersPodcast at gmail.com. That is HumanityMattersPodcast at gmail.com. So this week, this week, like it is January 10th and 2021 did not spare us Anything. My wife was talking about how it's not just 2020, but 2021, W O N. And I thought that was uh, pretty funny when she said that. Um, A lot went on. And so, just my general thoughts of this whole election thing, what happened in Washington, D.C. I thought it was one part. Demonstration of people's right to assemble and protest, and one part like wow, um, some stuff really hit the fan, and some people, some people, not all people, have to be fair here. Some, not all, like lost their mother scratching mind. And uh, the other thing I thought about was this: last year there was a lot of talk about the system uh, revolution. Needed to change the whole United States system because it is, um, from its beginning, you know, racist, oppressive, you know, so on and so forth, right? And I was like, wow, some people now on the other side, like, took it to its logical conclusion that when you're calling for things like revolution, you know, bringing down the system, like, another group of people is like, okay, let's just take this to its logical conclusion and. You had people in the Capitol disrupting uh, the vote that was going on as far as the uh, electoral college and confirming all of that. And so you're like, dang, okay, that's what that looks like. Yeah, that is what that looks like. So when you're calling for those kind of things, that is kind of like what it looked like, right? Um, When you call for bringing down a system or challenging the system, from whatever position that you're coming from, that's what it can look like. And it can be uh, earth shattering, especially I believe in a country that really doesn't, is not touched by that kind of stuff. I've been in other countries where that's like their life. It's just a cycle from one government, if you will, to the next form of government, that cycle of uh, people trying to assert power out of, a whole bunch of different reasons. And so um, those are just my general thoughts of the last week. Um, it's hard. Um, so things I don't understand, honestly. Again, if you got a question, email me, humanity matters podcast at gmail.com. Um, one of the things I, I don't understand, and looking at this in the context really of not just the last four years with the current administration under President Donald Trump, but also the previous administration under President Barack Obama, that there's been this growing sense of in order to solve issues that are going on in our society or in regards to economics or regards to politics, uh, there has been this growing, growing sense of the way that this needs to be solved is by individuals or groups asserting themselves in such a way that it tends toward now, not just uh, the use of words that can um, provoke people, but now it's moved to a, where we're at where uh, people feel almost comfortable, almost Okay, with using some form of uh, physical violence directed at other people, or um, destruction directed at property, if you will, and things that are not owned by you, in order to uh, bring up, in the hopes of bring about some form of change that is going to benefit the other. Okay, um, and and that's coming from the. Ex- what would be considered the extreme left and the extreme right. And while people in the middle are kind of like, what the heck is going on? Or there are some, some that are like, Hey, you know what? I just don't want to deal with any of that. And it's kind of like a, let me put my head in the sand, hoping it will pass by and everything will go back to normal. I don't know. That's necessarily the case. I don't know. I mean, we, we do live in a country where, we have the opportunity to voice our concerns in a host of different ways, whether that's at the ballot box, whether that is emailing like an elected official at whatever level. Yes. Even, you know, standing out on a street corner or on a sidewalk and be like, Hey, I don't like this. But now it seems as if it's moving in a direction that is not healthy uh, for Americans. And if, what we saw on the 6th, and, and I have to say this, what was seen last year, if we are normalizing that and seeking to justify that on the basis of, because I think my side is right, eventually everybody's going to lose. Everybody's going to lose. Um, so, you know, how can I be part of the solution where I live? Well, that's what we're doing tonight. I've got a... Group of great people that we are going to have a discussion with, um, some who live here in Arkansas, some who don't live here in Arkansas, who live in the the plains, and some who live in the Northeast. Um, are, are, what I think is a great picture of uh, America. If I had somebody from the from the West Coast, that would have been awesome. But it's okay. Maybe they'll chime in chime in later. So, hey, if you would you like to send me a question? Once again, humanity matters podcast at gmail.com. And so, the first person I'm going to bring on today is Paul Calvert. Paul, how are you doing today, sir?
1: I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me.
0: Good. I'm glad you could be here. So, um, yeah, man. So, just give us like your general thoughts of the last week.
1: So, Trump is kind of. A um, a fireball of sorts. He's he's not my style politically. I don't agree with him a lot as far as his politics goes. I'm I would consider myself a very hardcore um, kind of Bible believing libertarian, if that makes any sense. Um, and and so basically, I believe in human rights, and that's kind of where my standpoint is. Um, and so I'm not in 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 very much agreement with Trump very often nor republicans nor democrats um that said the election was kind of nutty this 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 go-around i mean it it really was i mean there was a lot of stuff that was just not normal for the election um trump lost um according to the, the numbers that were gathered um whether or not those numbers were accurate or not i don't know I, I, I'm not in a position to actually give an, an intelligent opinion on that. I, I haven't seen stuff. I've seen a video or two that maybe looks fishy, but but to, to say that that would have affected the outcome of the election, I don't know. Um, apparently some people thought that it was fraudulent and Trump had a rally on Wednesday. And apparently some people for lack of a better word, it seems like they almost threw a temper tantrum, but there wasn't, from what I could tell, there wasn't, um, an objective to it. And so, okay. It's, it's, um, it's frustrating because, you know, sometimes force is necessary and and good. And that's how this country came about. Yeah. But they, they, I don't think it was a temper tantrum that, that the founding fathers of this country threw. They, They weren't just, um, they didn't go in, and and, and just um, although the, the the Boston Tea Party you might almost call it that, but but they didn't um, go in and just kind of dance around some in, in the Capitol for a couple hours and then give up, which is kind of kind of weird. It's like what 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 was the point? They just they just got themselves in a whole lot of trouble for basically nothing.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So. <laughs> what, 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 if you could ask any of them, what would you want to learn from them? What, what would you? If you could have, Walt, if you could have I, the guy with the horns, right? That guy, um, or the guy. He, he sitting, might. Nancy Plus his Steve. What would you? What discussion would that look like?
1: I, I don't know. I guess I, I, I can, I, I can have interesting conversations with almost anybody, but, but it, it would yeah. be. It would be interesting to see what you do. What are you doing here? What is your point? What was your objective here? Are you are you here to actually get people to listen to you? Because it's uh, the, the, the fact is that that they didn't do anything that was really going to scare people. They didn't they didn't scare the politicians, I don't think, enough to make any difference. That, that could have been effective, perhaps. But, but I don't think that was. Um, that doesn't appear to have been their goal. It wasn't. I don't know what was going on. I guess I. I guess I'd want to know. Why are you here? Why, why are you doing this? What is your point? Okay.
0: That's the best question of all. Yeah. So <laughs> what do you want? What do you want people to know about life as an American from your perspective?
1: Hmm. Life as an American from my perspective. Am, am yeah. I talking to someone in Africa or
0: talking or to China yeah. or yeah, yeah. yes. Talking to somebody who is not living here, how would you describe your life as an American right now?
1: I I think my life as an American, I think Americans in general, we live a very luxurious lifestyle. And we we have, most of us have running water, hot and cold. We, We live in a house that's probably over 60 degrees right now. Most of us, probably most of us live in a house that's over 70 degrees right now when it's like. Thirty degrees outside; it's cold, right. um, and so it's it's a quite it's a luxurious thing. I mean, we'll we'll sleep in a bed, and and we won't have to worry about our, our fingers or toes literally freezing while we're asleep. And so we're we're living a pretty cushy lifestyle. Um, we drive cars that have air conditioning in the summertime and heat in the wintertime. Um, so we live a very soft lifestyle. Um, I think one of the things that we don't really recognize very much because of that is that a lot of our liberties that would have been pretty normal 50 or 100 years ago are not really very present anymore because we don't feel like we need them because we, we live such in such luxury that we don't feel it when government says, you know what you can't make a living this way or that way because well you have to have a license or you're just not qualified or whatever it might be and so we don't feel those sort of things and so it's I, I think, Americans in general have become desensitized because of our luxurious lifestyle. Okay. And I don't know, I don't know how to explain that to people necessarily, especially for people that maybe grow up on three dollars a day. Okay. And so how, how would you explain um, how Americans have become so silly and stupid? Like some of the stuff you're describing earlier, we, we, um, we protest and burn things down. We burn our neighbor's property down because we're angry with the government. Which is uh, that's about as that's pretty boneheaded. Okay. And so that's a I don't know. It's a it's an it's an interesting question because it's 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 so broad and open. That's
0: yeah. It is. It kind is of
1: where, you, where you, who I'm talking to and what their perspective is on life and such.
0: Good deal. So finally. Um, what is it that in 2021, how, based on some of the problems that you are seeing and uh, where you're living and you live here in Faulkner County, uh, how can you be part of the solution to uh, things that you are seeing?
1: Well, as you know, I'm pretty active in the legislature during the um, general assembly, during the general okay. legislative session here in Arkansas. And I, I plan to do that again this year. And so okay. tomorrow okay. the legislative session starts. Here, okay. in, here in Little Rock at the Capitol, and um, I think I'll probably actually be at the Capitol some tomorrow. Know, and then I'm also part of a radio program there in Little Rock, usually one day a week. But during session, I'll probably be on more, probably getting interviews with various different legislators and such. And mm-hmm. um, and so I try to keep track with, with legislation and um, and promote legislation. I think is good, and I try to kill some stuff if if I think it's bad. Okay, and um, so that's that's kind of one of the that's 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 kind of where I try to make a difference. I don't, I don't focus a whole lot on the county or the city level, but I don't live in the city. Mm-hmm. Although I do, have some property in the city, but um, and so that's kind of where I try to make a difference. And then just generally, I try to preach liberty and justice on Facebook. I guess is kind of where my my um, my outlet is.
0: Gotcha. Hey, Paul. Thanks a lot for sharing us your thoughts and joining us today.
1: Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. All
0: right. All right, that was Paul Calvert from Farton County uh, here in the state of Arkansas, and now we're going to bring on Dr. Alina, uh, who is from Rhode Island, and she is going to share with us uh, her thoughts and perspective on this past week and looking forward. Doc, how are you doing?
2: Hi, how are you doing, Doc?
0: (laughs) I'm doing good. Now, for uh, transparency's sake, me and Dr. Alina, we were doctoral students. Both of us graduated uh, from Regent University. Got so the diploma right up in there. All right. So, Alina, it's good to see you and talk to you today.
2: It's a, likewise, Phil. Thank you yeah. so much for having me and welcome everybody, whoever is watching and listening. Um, before I jump in, I uh, because because Paul alluded to Boston Tea Party, and of course, I'm. I used to live in Massachusetts near Boston, so I have to I have to say say two two words that that was because of taxation without representation. So it doesn't even apply to our current situation. Just so we have history straight, okay?
0: That's okay. It. All right. All right. That's a whole that's a whole other dis- discussion justification exactly. <laughs> for people's actions. I got you. So um, totally. so your general thoughts of the last week?
2: Yes. So um. As you know, I, I take care of my uh, advanced uh, dementia afflicted mom, so I wasn't really monitoring it right away. I kind of monitored that retroactively, and it was quite scary. So I'm still anxious because I'm a mom. I'm a single parent. I have two sons, and and I'm also a, a national uh, be, a national culture researcher. I wrote I wrote my dissertation on national culture. So if I stepped out in my city it's like 70k people and i i asked two people what is national culture i probably wouldn't get an answer okay and that's the real problem because we want to talk about system change and our system was actually established by our founding fathers and our system doesn't need a diaper change we need it to be either we we need a diaper change or we need to be toilet trained Okay. So, oh,
0: that's, a, that's some imagery right there. That's it.
2: Right. So, so what is national culture? Okay, what is national culture? Can you tell me, Phil, what is national culture as far as your opinion? What is national?
0: Culture? Oh well, national culture, I think, is involves the language, uh, the traditions, the the words that we use, what has been passed down from one generation exactly. to the next. That's What we're exactly. living in right now, yeah. And
2: who are the actors? May I have this like a dialogue because we're from the okay. same, uh, yeah. We got four the minutes actors yeah. of the national culture. Who are the actors?
0: Oh, well, I mean, it did. I mean, from a political perspective, you know, you got electors, uh, persons who've been elected, you've got individuals who are what would be the, the bureaucrats, you got lobbyists, obviously, you got private citizens. I mean, from an uh, economic right. standpoint, right. people who work, CEOs, corporations. So right. again, but all of those feed the culture.
2: Right, but if we only use like those basic groups, so yeah. I'm Alina, right? And then I'm not a member of any group, but I could be a member of any yeah. group. So, so if you look at my my, um, I'm not enrolled. I'm I'm a centrist, and um, and I voted for Joe Biden because I voted for national values. Okay. okay. For, Right. We would we would talk about individuals, individuals as groups and the national institutions. Right. And what are the tools that we use to enact our national culture, which actually serves as a repository of values that stands from that form our beliefs and then also serves as a restraint system to keep us in check. So we either need a diaper change or we need to be toilet trained, Right. One way or the other. Right. And what happened in Washington, D.C. is that there was a lot of SHIT, right? Exactly. So (laughs) I heard the word insurrection. I heard the word sedition. Both, Both of those terms do not apply because the exiting president participated, misled that mob into our symbol, right? Our capital, okay? Do I have a problem with that? Yes, I do. Because national culture places on me as a female, as a nor- nourisher of life. I'm beyond the reproductive age, but I will have grandchildren. I have sons. I will have grandchildren someday. So the national culture itself, as a restraint system and a repository of values, place on me greater expectations for with me, gentlemen, and I need to deliver, okay? Okay. So- I'm saying is what people need to know they need to read my dissertation. I actually analyzed six American females from the uh from the suffrage movement through the present and I analyzed them through the lens of national culture, values and behaviors, okay? People need to read my dissertation. So I'm going to post it online. There's no other word. it's too
0: many uh, uh, pages. let me let me let me, and, this, Elena. Elena, let me ask you this. Um so what is in, in, in light of your work, okay and, and what you, and what you have seen um, in a micro from the past week over the last four years or so, um, and not just dealing with well specifically dealing with those that small group of individuals um, who went into the Capitol, because it wasn't everybody. Uh, right. there were there were thousands of people out there, who and and I've seen videos of people who were just singing and just having a good time, while you had a micro that that took those actions inside the uh, uh, the house uh, in the Senate. Um, what is one thing you? What's one thing you would like to ask those individuals? So I'm giving you the same question I gave Paul. Um, what is one thing you like to ask those individuals? who went beyond the barricades and into the uh, Capitol grounds uh, and did those things.
2: Okay, so I would ask why, even though uh, they're scary people. <laughs> okay. I would ask Ike, I've never been to Washington DC. I will go there now just to yes. get those shivers down my spine. My son went to, the, to Washington DC because he was a great student. My son has a letter signed by President Obama. Thank him for caring about safety in our school. It's like, like, uh, like, it's like a, um, what is the term I want to use? Like he, I, it's, like a, um, it's like a heirloom, you know what I'm saying? Like we have it online, we have it in hard copy. And my son stood near President Trump at Arlington. And I get it, didn't get the shivers. He didn't get the shivers. And that's the problem. That, that a person without moral character was elected in 2016 and 70 million people voted for him and he doesn't have any values. Why? That's a pillar of our national culture. If we don't recognize it, then who will? I came to this country from an oppressive, oppressive Poland, communist Poland. So if I fight for it and I would give my life to hold this flag at Fort McHenry, why don't they? Why don't they? I'm sorry.
0: Okay, you're getting fired up, Alina. All right, okay, all right. So finally, um, last question. Uh, how can you be, how are you going to be part of the solution where you live in, in the Northeast Rhode Island?
2: Yes. Going out there and talking to everything that moves, going on Facebook, going online, educating people about our moral responsibility to to actually... Deposit values, you okay. know, garbage in, garbage out. If we don't deposit values, garbage is going to come out, and okay. that's going to happen. We will, we will have more. So I'm just waiting, like these people who actually um, cause these acts, despicable acts, need to be brought to justice. And we can't have that happen. And we just need to take moral responsibility to, to, to create this endless cycle between us as individual groups and National institutions feeding the culture with values and then receiving values. Okay. That's it. That's all it takes. Thank you.
0: Hey, thank you, Alina. I appreciate your participation. You're welcome, Phil. All right. God bless you. You too. All right. So that was Dr. Alina from Rhode Island. And now we want to bring uh, on Mark West, who also lives here in uh, Arkansas. Mark, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great, Dr. Fletcher. Uh, thanks for having good. me on your show this evening. Yes, good. I'm glad you're here. Glad to meet you for the first time as well. So uh it's follow amazing. you on Facebook and uh, read your great comments. And so uh, just give us your general thoughts of the last week. Uh, the first thought is just,
3: just it was really just kind of sickening to see what happened. Uh you know as, as you know coming from my background as a pastor uh, mm-hmm. a practicing Christian um, I, I really struggled to see my faith kind of intertwined and entangled in this uh, political landscape actually okay. an event that led to you know five people dying uh, yes, that, that, that was that that was very hard for me to stomach personally mm. Um for me it, it you know it, it had so many groups involved i and i think that's the part that a lot of people don't talk about especially if you watch uh, the mainstream media you know the emphasis is you know on on whether it's a white nationalist or or it's queuing or it and what they don't understand is this is kind of an amalgamate of people that were there yeah. i mean i, I personally okay. know people from you know this state that went there just to pray uh there yeah. were other people there to you know for the sake of protesting and making their voices heard, they wanted you know Congress to hear their displeasure, and and I'm totally cool with those things. I mean, those are things we should do uh, when we yeah. protest. But they have the picture of the zip tie guy. You know what what mm-hmm. was he doing? What what intention did he have with the zip ties? And then you hear that a Capitol Police officer was beaten the head with a yeah. Fire extinguisher, and he later died. You know, th- these are tragic things that happen. And then I you agree. Know, the woman that was shot in the hall, you know, that that's also a tragic thing. You know, um mm-hmm. these were lives that didn't have to end that day, but they did because certain people in that crowd—not the whole crowd, you know—you right. can't blame the whole protest for it. And, and I felt the same way with the BLM protests uh, that went on in the summer. You can't blame the entire protest for the actions of these few that they're trying to take things into their own hands and, and think that, you know, they should be the judge, jury and executioner. Um, uh, yeah. unfortunately we have a lot of that in our culture. Uh, yes, our, our culture seems to be a very violently defined culture. Uh, go back to the American revolution. You know, we violently fought a revolution and we violently fought a civil war. Uh, we have been a violent warrior culture, since our inception, we've been at war. Most of my life, we have been in some form of of war somewhere. Uh, since mm-hmm. you know, I was almost since I was born. So we have this warrior culture, this this concept that that real manhood, that real patriotism, is is you know strapping on your guns and going and fighting your enemies, whoever you perceive to be the bad guys. And then we have this flawed view of patriotism that comes along with it, where uh, if you disagree with me, you're not a patriot, but I am. And and that's flawed because mm-hmm. it causes you to see someone else who may view the country a little bit differently as an enemy when they're not. They're just somebody. Yep. They're just like you. They are somebody trying to make a living. They're trying to provide for their family. They're trying to keep a job, keep food on the table, keep a roof over their head. And instead, we see each other as enemies. And, and, yeah. and that's destroying this nation at, at the heart it's pulling us apart from from the center and i think a lot of the responsibility falls on uh on both us and those that are kind of pr- provoca provoking um, because we do have this this uh media dialogue where one segment of the population gets their news on a b and c and then yeah. the other segment of the Population gets their news on EF and G. So they're yes, listening sir. to two different truths. And okay. then they both think the other side is just a bunch of lemmings, a bunch of uh, sheep that need shepherd. I wrote an article about that this week, but uh, everybody else is a sheeple. Everybody else is, is just listening and not really thinking. And instead yes, of sir. understanding that maybe the people on the other side things they're thinking about too. I'm a political, I guess you would call a centrist. I mean I've I've ran as a libertarian for office, uh so my views do tend toward libertarianism just because mm-hmm. I'm very pro freedom, pro liberty, because I believe that is the best medium for me to have the opportunity to share the gospel. The more liberated we are as a people, the more liberated I am to share the gospel. So mm-hmm. I tend toward liberty versus authoritarianism. Mm-hmm. Um but that's one of the things that i think has led to it is we're just not talking to each other anymore we yes, have our views and we're ready to fight and consider anybody an enemy that stands in the way of how we think the country should be and, and i think that's what this protest that i think that's why
0: parts of this protest turned violent uh over the week yeah what what is one thing you don't understand about uh any individual who who moves from a position of, you know, civil dialogue to where they think they need to pick up? Uh, Well, they need to take their approach and make it more aggressive, even more violent? What would you want to understand about them? If you had an opportunity to sit down with them?
3: I would really want to understand what they thought the violence would solve. Okay. Uh, Because, I mean, because to me, I think of like uh, you hear about... Uh, violence in places well here in arkansas i hear about the violence in the little rock you know the gang violence where you know it's it's if you brought violence on us we're going to return violence and then we're going to return violence and it's like do do not expect a response you know everything has you know all of these things political always work on a pendulum you know it'll swing and it'll swing and you you know the the more you the more you push it one way the harder that response is going to be back the other way so what i don't understand is how they don't believe that there's going to be an equal and opposite reaction, reaction. to
0: what they were doing. And that's, that, right.
3: that would be the part that I struggle to understand.
0: Okay. So finally, how, how are you going to be part of the solution this year in 2021? Um, really to to pull that pendulum, if you will, to, to pull more and more people into you know civil dialogue and be able to not, have that opportunity presented to where there, if there's a violent reaction, there's going to be a equal violent reaction in return. Uh, talk to, talk to us about that as we close. Certainly. Um, well, I'm a father and three children,
3: a okay. uh, teenage. Well, one of them is in college. The other two are in high school. Uh, okay. So raising them to understand, you know, just to try to okay. take the time to talk and, and don't, you know, and, and I really have to model this with my kids is, you know, when they have a viewpoint, ask them, you know, well, why do you feel that way? Okay. You know, what makes you think that way? And, yeah. and because what I'm trying to do is, you know, it, you know, that on social media, it seems like nobody agrees with anybody. It's a, it's a poor and, opportunity to try to resolve things. Yeah. It's a poor yeah, media. So, yeah. so, so what I try to do in social media engagements is I really try to, I try to do what I call a like presumption of grace. That, that's what I plan to do in 2021 is just have a presumption of grace. Okay, hey, you disagree with what I'm saying. Some of what I say makes you angry. Explain to me why. Help me understand what makes you angry. Help me understand what you're frustrated about. Because if I don't understand why they're frustrated, I can't begin trying to help fix or even begin repair and heal the things that are creating that frustration and that anger. Uh, so I, so this assumption of grace, you know, someone, and, and I do plan to do a lot of that on Twitter this year. is just, you know, when you see somebody that's getting castigated on Twitter, just to come on, just exchange them. You know what, look, I am, you know, I've told a lot of people, uh, just, I'm praying for you right now. You okay. know, I know that you're going through a lot, and I'm going to pray for you. Uh, you know, that whatever's going on, that God puts us out in a way that, that is a blessing in your life and that you can see that clearly and that you can see the clear direction he's leading you in and because i really believe that the solution as a christian the solution is jesus christ that we aren't going to fix america by fixing the politics we're going to fix america as hearts are transformed and those hearts act those heart those changes lead to change and transform lives they lead to different actions uh so my focus this year is on living his gospel and and trying to share that kingdom with everyone I go
0: across. It's good words. Hey, I appreciate your time, Mark, and participating with yes, us sir. today. All right. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me on.
3: Yeah.
0: And now we're gonna hear from Aaron, who is coming from us from the Great Plains and Transparency Me and Aaron served in the military and in Iraq together. Aaron, how are you doing today, brother?
4: Well, Dr. Phil, the best Dr. Phil, how are you?
0: (laughs) I'm doing good, doing good. Hey, so share with us your thoughts um, about what has happened this past week, Um, all that stuff. Have at it.
4: Well, I feel like uh, a lot of people have made a fairly emotional or very emotional response. And uh, I just think of like escalation of force training that we got when we went to Iraq. And uh, actually, pointing a rifle and shooting at somebody is way at the end. That is the last and final right. choice. And yeah. I feel like uh, a whole lot of folks kind of skip from step one the ballot box, uh, you know, competing against a president you might not like uh, the next election or voting out the entire Congress at the midterms. Um, and Step two, hey, if they're doing stuff that's unconstitutional, let's take it to the courts and let's shut this stuff down and get it fixed. And way at the end of the line is redoing 1776. And I feel mm. like we skipped the the escalation of force as an analogy, uh, to use that as an analogy. We skipped from one to 500 in yeah. like two weeks. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how that happened.
0: Yeah. A lot of, a lot of door knocking that happened and just – that's uh, <laughs> stacking and moving in. Right. Yeah. I, I got you. I got you. Oh man. Right. Hey, what do you, what do you, what do you want people to know about life as an American? Um, what would you want someone to, what would you tell somebody here in America about your life? What it's like to be an American? Well, it's uh,
4: as was alluded to earlier, Earlier, we're very unique uh, for the modern age of the revolutions from France and you know all through Africa and everything in the '60s. We're kind of the first revolutionary nation, so we're kind of unusual on that uh, in that way. But mm-hmm. uh, we have the constitution that is the chief law yeah. of the land. Uh, from the Christians, the atheists, you know, political left or right, whatever side you want to pick. Um, we have, throughout my lifetime, always assumed and agreed on the Constitution, and yeah. uh, you know, for, for vets in particular, uh, for commissioned officers in particular, man, we are not going to let the Constitution get pushed to the side um, by any little old breeze. And again, violence is not first step. That is last step. We're talking about uh, the soapbox that we're kind yeah. of on right now. The ballot box, and then go into the docket, um, yeah, next choices, and that's how things are grounded here. It should be grounded here.
0: Good. So, any of those individuals? Now, I'm I'm expand this uh, where there was some of those individuals who chose the actions that they took uh, on Tuesday, or even last year with everything that was going on. Um, and the actions that those individuals took, uh, similar in nature. um, What would you want to ask them? What would you want to understand? If you could sit down with either one of those parties at a table, what would you want to understand from them?
4: Well, one fundamental thing is I do not understand how right after 9-11 through to today, We, the American people, allowed our legislators, Republican, Democrat, and even Bernie the Independent, to Mm -hmm. affirm and reaffirm the Patriot Act. Like, you want to talk about an assault on the Fourth Amendment? You want to talk about step one of tyranny, you know, laying Mm -hmm. the groundwork for tyranny that reminds me of, you know, Nazi Germany and Stalin's Soviet Union? That's Mm -hmm. kind of step one. So, how have they not freaked out about that? Which, man, you know, we we've all been uh, provided a search warrant to have our phones searched, you know, comms monitored, all of that stuff. And what we've seen happen in the last few weeks—that is the, you know, the point at which you broke and went out and did something. We've had some far more serious issues that are far more fundamentally uh, a problem because. I would say, hey, if it, if the election was stolen, maybe some of this Patriot Act stuff had something to do with it, and they were infiltrating, they whomever they are, they are. Um, mm-hmm. right? They were able to get into computer systems. So it's like, why uh, why do this, and why not advocate to like get back to an auditable paper ballot like we used mm-hmm. to do? Not in, in, when we were kids and stuff. It wasn't that long ago, right? Right. Um, and so I just like to see some of those practical things happen and ask them what they, you know, where they would prioritize those things because I don't understand the priority list.
0: I got you. Got you. So uh, finally, how can you be part of Solution where you live?
4: Well, the, the first step is uh, teaching my own kids and mine in my own house first. Uh, but then with with my neighbors, um, it's supporting Uh, good, righteous leaders at every level who don't think of position for their own personal aggrandizement, who don't use it for their financial gain, and taking uh, and holding the unpeaceful, unrighteous leaders to account. And that means from down at low level all the way to the tippy top in all three branches of the government. Um, And so thinking about, you know, just teaching about some of the uh, constitutional principles and some of the basic things, um, you know, just concepts in the Constitution that even apply to military service. Why is it an NCO, a non-commissioned officer, an NCO, and what makes a commissioned officer different? What, how is the oath different? And yeah. just some of these basic principles that aren't—they're uh, not taught in school, I don't think, uh, very much at all anymore. And Seen about teaching some of the neighbors about some of this that would like to listen anyway.
0: That's good. That's good. Hey, Aaron, bro, it's good to see you. Thanks for the comments and the interaction.
4: Yeah. Hey. Good day. All
0: right. Finally, we bring it on the host of Out the Box Radio Brung. How you doing, sir? Oh, Pretty good.
5: How about you?
0: I'm doing good. Doing good, man. It's good to see you. Uh Me hey, too. share us your general thoughts from this past week. You know, with whatever you saw on news, social media, what people are talking about, uh where you live. Give us your general thoughts.
5: Uh, my thoughts of it is total chaos. Okay. Just total reckless abandon for everything that they the people that uh say so feel like they was feel like injustice has happened to them okay everything that they talked about last year they totally went against
0: that when they felt they was unjust okay all right who who is Unpack that for us. When you say they, who are you referring to? Just from your, your I perspective. Mean, as far as like yeah. My,
5: yeah, like the supporters of uh Donald Trump. Okay. And just the people that was that didn't see the injustice to certain people happening last year. Okay. And said just uh simple words, j uh was it just a uh, just obey, or just obey, just obey. Just obey. Comply, okay. Uh, yeah, just ab- just apply. Uh, them same people that preached that all last year turned around and did the exact same thing. This week that they was preaching against, that they was against last year.
0: Okay. All right, good deal. Hey, um, talk to us. um, What is life for you like as an American?
5: Uh, Like right now today?
0: Yeah, yeah.
5: Is that right? Uh, Life for me as an American is uh, full of opportunity and uh, a chance to... a chance to, uh, grow.
0: Okay.
5: Yeah. I, uh, I would say, uh, freedom to go where I want and please, you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So let's swing back around and, you know, those individuals you pointed out that, um, were basically, you know, saying they got their fists up in the air and what they saw on Tuesday, there was all fine with, but last year, um, you know, they had a different message. What would you want to ask those individual, those specific individuals?
5: What makes, what makes, You, what makes your justice better than our my justice? Okay. Why can't I fight for my justice the same way you want to fight for your justice? And also, uh, like to ask him, uh, do you 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 want you you want it? You talk about being a patriot. Okay but you're basically practicing communism with uh, your mindset. You know, that if you don't see it my way, you're wrong and you need to be, go away.
0: Okay. All right. Okay. You invoked a different word because most of the time people are invoking uh, fascism. Um, but, you know, I, you know, you can make the argument Those are two extremes, communism and fascism. But uh, one thing they do both have in common is uh, silencing dissent, you know. Um, And, you know, here in America, you know, one of the the beautiful things that's supposed to be about America is the freedom to voice dissent. Um, And, you know, obviously and not have specifically the government at any level um, silence that dissent or, or take steps to where voices cannot be, uh, have the opportunity to announce an objection or announce a different way of looking at things. And so uh, you're one of the first persons I've actually heard invoke communism instead of fascism. Uh, But I I would also add it is an identification that both of those, they have an agreement that neither one of them like dissent. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. So I know you got a radio show, and you know do a lot of great things in the community. So um, how are you going to be part of the solution um, where you live?
5: The solution is, uh, I would using my platform. Okay. To give people. From all different views, a voice to be heard, yeah, and let their opinion be heard, and have a discussion to understand where they're coming from, and to hopefully they will have the same mindset to sit back and listen and understand where the other side's coming from, yeah, and to bring go back to a, the old analogy we all heard our whole life: united we stand, divided we fall. Yeah. Well, right now, this country is divided worse than I've probably ever seen it. And that right there is a way for this country, this country to fall big time. Like, our, in, like the people that don't like this country, and, like, we're, in my opinion right now, we're at a war. We're in a war, and we don't even realize it, most of us, yeah.
0: mm-hmm.
5: in my opinion. We're in a war yeah. right now, we don't even realize it with I certain guess. people that fund certain groups and are using our weakness. They they have recognized the weakness that we in America have. Okay. As far as uh, how people feel towards each other. And okay. And using that weakness against us in a way that we don't recognize it. to to, uh fulfill a plan they have i got you to bring bring this country down and change the whole the whole thing this country was built on
0: i hear you i hear you hey bro i appreciate your time for participating and sharing your thoughts
5: Uh, i appreciate you having me on
0: giving the opportunity
5: to be heard man i really yeah
0: we'll bring you back on again
5: yes sir yes sir
0: Hey everybody, so uh, I hope you had the opportunity to uh, learn something uh, today. I want to appreciate, I just want to give a shout out to Paul and Dr. Alina and Aaron and Mark and Brung from Outbox Radio for taking time to share their thoughts and perspectives. Um, These individuals, they you know, from the state of Arkansas, but then also from the plains of the United States, from uh, the Northeast. I'm very thankful for their perspectives and what they were seeing happening uh, specifically this past week regarding to the election. Um, and, you know, larger the last four years. Um, how can you be part of the solution? And, uh For many of our guests tonight, they talked about starting at home, of uh, teaching and being an example to their children. Uh, The second thing was offering some empathy in terms of praying for somebody, uh, offering an opportunity to uh, understand the pain or hurt that somebody is going through. Uh, The third thing that I heard was taking an opportunity to educate And uh, to inform uh, individuals um, whom they come in contact with or can find the opportunity to contact with, get informed about the Constitution, understand what it is, um, understand what is our uh, what are our rights and how they are protected uh, by the Constitution of the United States and uh, what is afforded to us through the Constitution to address our grievances uh, to our government Um, and then also as the recognition is we got to understand that we are divided in some form or fashion then the question becomes in that division are we going to recognize it um, and then move forward in a positive direction or will we languish in it uh, and it would be to our detriment and so those are just some things to consider uh, I just want to thank everybody for the opportunity uh, to have this first show tonight. Again, visit the website, philipfletcher.org. Find me on YouTube as well. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you got a question about tonight. Hey, you want to reach out to me and say, Hey, I want to do this. Or, um, you know, you just got a question. I'll take it on air. You can send an email to humanity matters podcast at gmail.com. Humanity matters podcast at gmail.com. And as always, go over to wherever you get your podcast content, subscribe to the Humanity Matters Podcast, and also leave me a review. I would greatly appreciate it. Also, check out my nonprofit work, do a lot of great nonprofit work here in. Uh, the state of Arkansas. You can check out City of Hope Outreach. Uh, that's my nonprofit. Uh, also, Hope Village. That is our uh, small homes project for the homeless and veterans that we are working on, and we'll start building this year. And then our nonprofit development uh, Replicate. Hey, and as always, remember to be love, to be kind, and to be generous. If we remember to live in hope, we can do the impossible. Again, thank you. Uh, to my guest tonight, and we will catch y'all next week. Thank you for joining us on the Humanity Matters Podcast. For more information, visit our website, philipfletcher.org. Like us on YouTube. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Remember to be loved, be kind, be generous. if we remember to live in hope, we can do be impossible.